Okay, welcome everybody to uh, the Miguele podcast. I'm joined today by uh, brother Dave Sharp. He's with us in the wings, Jake Cook and Spencer Chipping. So it's the four of us today. We have an awesome podcast in store for you where we get to know brother Dave Sharp. Dave, yes, it's going to be a awesome. legend, legend. Dave. <laughs> yeah, we'll hey, see. Before, before, before we get started, uh, big thanks to all the team members who made it through episode two and want to continue to listen after we told you to stop wearing all the ridiculous outfits that we've seen. Uh, so huge thanks to everybody on uh, listening. We also want to say that this podcast is sponsored by Profile. So a huge sponsor of the team uh, coming in big. And we, we thought we'd say that because we know Dave has used the products and it's a big part of success with Profile. And Spence is connected with their success and growth here in Utah. So we'll kind of mention them uh, throughout, but Profile Perform as a sponsor and, and on our jersey. So big thanks there. Uh, we know Morton Pedersen, our good friend, uh, is listening. We got confirmation that he's in the University of Indiana's hospital getting an organ transplant for a crash he sustained uh, a couple weeks ago. So big love to Morton. Stay strong. And um, he's got a GoFundMe page that you can donate there and, and um, provide some support to Morton. So love you, man. And then uh, we've had some questions interesting over the last couple of weeks about team members who want to know um, like what to do on the team. I don't really know what else. They want to know like, okay, they're joining and maybe you guys can weigh in here. So it's like, hey, I want to join your team. But then it's like, well, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, well now what? And so I'm like, okay, well, the first thing you need to do is like find out if this is a group of people you want to be with. It's, it's not really about like, um, like, I don't know what else it could be. It's like, do you want to ride with us or not? So if you're new, if you don't know what to do, I would say just, this is a team. So in any team, it's like, if you put into it, then you're going to get out of it, but you can't just sit back and be like, well, you guys didn't invite me on a ride or I didn't know. Well, get engaged, find guys to ride with, participate right. on Strava, participate through Facebook, through GroupMe, and and be part and contribute, and then I think it'll be a good experience for you. I mean, anything to add there? I don't yeah. know what else to say to guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I do have something to add there, Stu. I mean, even before you buy a kid or get too involved, I would come and ride with the group a couple times, maybe three times. There have been, um, I, I don't say this lightly, uh, there have been an, uh, you know, a handful of guys that have come out, ridden with us, dropped um five minutes into it and it's like you know it, it may not be a great fit it is a competitive team from that standpoint of like um it's uh so it, you you may want to just make sure that you feel comfortable riding with the group um and that's that's important that, that, i agree that, i mean that was ahead, me Jake. chip that was me chip when riding with i'm glad we have dave on the first podcast because that was me Riding with Dave the first couple of times, I just got hammered, but it was great. It was, it was fantastic. But um, I, I will right say, though, when you ran into me too, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I will say, though, I mean, if you if you know someone on the team, like I would just echo what Chip said, just come ride with us a couple of times. Come see how it's like. Come check out the guys and, you know, get yeah. a feel for how people ride. And obviously, there's going to be some really strong guys and there's going to be just guys all different kind of flavors. So, um, but but the team is also the team is also big enough and diverse right. enough, which makes it fun for you totally. to find a place. I mean, I use mm -hmm. Greg Iverson as a, a an example of this, where he moves from Arizona, 
He doesn't know anyone. And he's like, hey, I want to ride with you guys. So he started showing up to team rides, started doing a mountain bike ride. He started, you know, participating through group texts. And it was like, he fits in where he wants to fit in. And he, he kind of worked his way into finding his place uh, as, a, as a member of the team. So anyway, my advice to new guys is just, if you want to make it, if you want to be a great teammate, then get involved, do something. Buy in. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Dave, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. I've got a short bio. I don't know oh. if you can see him. Okay. You ready? It's not from LinkedIn. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) um, so when dave was nominated as a member of the yellow jersey group uh, this is the script i wrote up it says having stood on the podium 15 of his 18 loadages dave knows a thing or two about the sport and is mostly uh, a mentor more than anything willing to share coach and teach the younger generation of riders that come up through the ranks dave is always willing to share his years of experience but don't be fooled He'll lay down the hurt. It usually starts on that hill right before Aflac Park on the way up Big Mountain. He'll stand up out of the saddle and put a pace down that most will roll their eyes at. His Miduele Miduele teammates said of him, he leads by example, is a true friend to follow. He's kind and caring, but fiery and competitive. And then on a side note, I I, uh, think this is really fun that Dave was also the first teammate to nominate another teammate to wear the yellow jersey, which I think is fitting for the kind of guy he is. Um, and and in our last podcast, we said that this podcast would be would revolve around tips and tricks from members of the team. And what happened was Dave sent in uh, three kind of uh, pieces of advice that I'm like, this has to be expounded on. Like I can't stop with three <laughs> these three things. So um, we'll kind of save all those pieces of advice for a later episode as we dive into what other guys said but um brother dave welcome this is Thank awesome. you. Welcome. honored <laughs> honored to be here could you just tell a little bit about yourself like family what you do for a job how you kind of got involved in the team and and just a little history yeah so i'm old 57 <laughs> <laughs> i uh, started riding when i was 25 and uh and, and I'll talk about the challenges of riding at a young age, which all you guys are pretty young, but uh, I've got four kids. Um, I work for a bank in Southern California, which means I'm just working out of my home office all the time now. And uh, I'm in corporate risk management. Um, so uh, I, I'll just give you a little background. I got my start, my start in, in riding when I was uh, 17. Our ward had a tradition of uh, every summer the young men, the teachers and priests would ride to Lake Powell and then the ward oh. would meet, the, meet them down there. So we left on Thursday morning at 4.30 in the morning and I rode my sister's bike and it was cool because it had these big foam pad grips <laughs> on it, right? Toe clips and everything. And, uh, and I was riding in gym shorts mm-hmm. and uh, high, uh, high rider socks and gym shoes helmets didn't even exist back then and uh i was wearing a jock strap <laughs> and the reason i tell you that is because we rode to nephi yes. on day one 110 miles and it took us uh 12 hours and we camped so we carried our sleeping bags and we carried everything with us on our racks i woke up the next morning with a uh 
ping pong ball sized blister on my gooch and uh, <laughs> had to ride to Gunnison. And then we went from Gunnison to Hanksville the next day. And then Sunday night, we left Hanksville at 830 at night. And uh, there were 18 of us, a couple leaders, and we rolled into Lake Powell at, well, I did with my one leader at 3.30 in the morning, put our sleeping bag out in the dirt and slept. And then my dad drove down and we set up camp and then the whole ward met us there uh, Tuesday afternoon. So, <laughs> so it's 300 miles and it was brutal, but it was so much fun. That is the epitome of suffering. <laughs> I mean, right. That is like, so cool. That is so, oh, that is so cool. Well, and at night. At night, going into Han coming out of Hanksville, we're rolling down this big hill, and one of the dudes rubbed a wheel, and he went down hard, total road rash, and we all just kept going, and and one of the leaders just took him back to Hanksville, and he couldn't even go to Lake Pally, he was so jacked up, but we we're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, so tell us a little bit about your history of like racing, like how'd you really get into ne the next level of like where you joined? Yeah. Time. So when I got married, Jeannie said, you don't even have a bike. So she bought me a bike for my birthday, my first bike, uh, which I think now she looks back on with regret. <laughs> but um, um, so I just started uh, just started riding and started riding. Uh, my first big victory was uh, riding up Emigration Canyon. And at the last hairpin, there used to be a little creek down the side of the road and the last hairpin I had to pull over and dunk my head in the creek. I was so spent just up Emmy. And then I started doing a uh, little cottonwood cause I wanted to do the big or uh, snowbird hill climb. So playground. I, I started doing that. I had to stop at gate a and walk for a while. My first time up and uh, I just more and more. So then I, I hooked up with Corey Gillette. He was on ninth and ninth mm -hmm. back yeah. then. And uh, we started riding uh, big cottonwood every Thursday morning. And uh, I've been doing that for, I don't know, 25 years, was every Corey week since. Was Corey guy? Yeah. 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 Corey was on Medjuelli and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he was awesome. So he kind of got me uh, stoked about racing and um, he had done load of jaw before. So he said, you got to do load of jaw. So I started training for it. Biggest ride I'd ever done in my life was Alpine Loop. And I got home from that and sat under the swamp cooler for a half an hour. I was just dead. So, so my first load of jaw, I mean, uh, you know, I was a cat five and, uh, didn't know how to race and just sat on the front the whole time and pulled most of the way and gotten a break with three, four other guys. And, uh, at our first, um, feed zone, um, pulled over, you know, to, to get our feed and, uh, key mistake I made was I put a new chain on my bike the day before. And so then it was a skipping a gear every time because the guy didn't set the pin right. So I got off at that feed zone and I started plying my chain to try to soften it up so it wouldn't skip and it broke. Oh. So I'm in the break with these guys and one dude had a chain tool. So he, uh, he let me borrow it. And then my buddy who was doing my support, we fixed my chain and then I rode uh, pretty much the about a hundred miles solo. And I was so dehydrated and so spent. I hooked up with a couple of guys in the, uh, snake river canyon and um and i i mean my 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 only goal was to finish and uh much to some of my surprise when i finished i realized uh, or saw that i had taken third place <laughs> so <laughs> so we didn't plan on spending the night so we spent uh we rented a hostel for 40 bucks spent the night collected an award and uh from then on man i got the fever 
So the next year, um, I was set to race it and uh, ended up racing in a category with all these guys, these other legends like Dan Moser and Chris mm -hmm. Peterson and Ken Jones and Clyde Doan. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we had a great time. And so I kind of got to know them. And it was funny. The race back then came off the, came off the straightaway and then it turned up into Teton Village. And right before the big turn, Clyde says to me, hey, let's just all roll this in together, right? Because uh, it's been a hard day. So we'll all just cross together. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, right. yeah then he familiar, drills right? it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So then he <laughs> drills it. So I'm like, I'm not having any of this. So I just jumped them all and ended up winning it that year. So it <laughs> was awesome. awesome. But, but, but what, what that did for me was it introduced me to these guys who were on back then. It was Medwelli, but it was under the banner of Ninth and Ninth. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I, and I realized that they, they all lived pretty close to me. So we just started riding and it was, uh, that was my start. We started doing all our training, all our riding together. And these guys kind of became my best friends at the time. Nice. Um, when you posted your advice to me, this is kind of what I want to dig into. Cause I think it's, I think it's really important for any rider to hear. Um, so Dave's first piece of advice is, happy wife, happy life. And he's got this awesome paragraph. I don't know if you want me to read it, Dave, or if you just want to expound on it. I mean, what's, what's best? Do you want me to read some of it and then you yeah, go, go off? for it. I don't, okay, so, I don't have it in front of me. So Dave says that cycling is a demanding sport, both physically and on a marriage and family. For those of us chasing the podium, cycling is very time consuming maintain balance when you train so it doesn't impact your family motive for example is a blessing and a curse there's nothing like the feeling of winning and standing on the podium the problem is the euphoria of that achievement does not go away and it only fuels a stronger desire to repeat that performance the next year and the next year the training required to maintain that level of performance comes at a cost Train on your time, which for me is 5 a.m. home by noon on Saturdays. Be sensitive to the needs of your family and don't let the podium cloud your priorities. Saturday morning soccer and football games are important. Better yet, engage your kids in cycling so they develop a love for the sport, which makes your hall passes easier to come by. Great advice, Dave. You got to expound, dude. So good. Yeah, so um, I've got a great relationship with Jeannie. And, and I will honestly tell you that the only times in our relationship where we've ever had tension is over cycling. And it's either because I came in late on a ride and she was worried about me or I'm spending too much time on the bike when I ought to be, you know, doing stuff at home, spending time with the kids. You know, I show up late or I miss a soccer practice or a game or a football game. Um, or, you know, expenses on cycling yeah. stuff. So mm -hmm. I've learned over the years that, you know, that the balance is important if you want to maintain harmony in your relationship. Now, she doesn't, you know, participate in the sport. So for those of you who have wives who also participate in the sport, you know, maybe this isn't an issue. And maybe it's skiing or maybe it's golf or maybe it's mm -hmm. something else. But I think it applies across the board. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, for about 25 years, I raced the crits every Tuesday night. And, uh, 
And that was a challenge because I was in a bishopric calling for five years. And uh, I'd have bishopric meetings every Tuesday night. As soon as I got home from the crit, I'd fly through the shower and go to bishopric. So, you know, for five years, I was out all afternoon and evening, as well as then Saturday mornings, because, you know, if you have an interest in low to jaw, which, you know, becomes kind of uh, an obsession with some of us, the challenge is we start training hard for that in, you know, June, July. And those are a lot of long Saturday uh, commitments. I mean, for me, uh, like I said, training in the morning when it kind of doesn't interfere with, any, with anybody else has kind of been my mode. Um, I never really ride in the afternoons or evenings because um, if I don't get a ride in early, I, I don't get a ride in. But, um, you know, I just that balance. And it's not just a balance in time management. I think it's a balance in perspective because, you know, mentally you can come become obsessed with um, – with cycling and with winning and that bleeds into everything um diet and the need for sleep and mm -hmm. um the mm -hmm. need for time on the bike because you know because i get up so early i'm ready to go to bed at 9 30 at night and <laughs> 7 the rest of my house 7 30 for me <laughs> the rest of my household doesn't wind down till 11 you know dave, so dave, dave i got a question for you sorry to chime in real quick um do you feel like you guys you and Jeannie established a pretty good grip on the communication I mean as you you know your cycling career kind of you know got bigger and bigger I mean do you feel like you needed to communicate even more as it got bigger or is it if you guys kind of just you know no I mean you absolutely have to because for us you know we kind of also have that mode that you never go to bed at night mad at, you, mad, mad at each other so you know we've had some late night discussions before we go to bed um just she thinks I'm totally, uh, I mean, she'll probably listen to this podcast, right? So I'll be totally <laughs> transparent, but she thinks I'm a little um, over-obsessed with cycling. And, uh, but, you know, when I was racing the crits, I quit a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I was, I was consumed with the crits and, and, and placing in the top 10 every night. And I was consumed with all the road races and low to jaw. So it just kind of becomes overwhelming and uh, it's easy to kind of lose perspective on the needs of your family too and the challenge is you know for me I started all of this when my kids were super young and uh, and that's hard to do I know a lot of you guys have really young kids and uh, they have needs on Saturday mornings uh, just to be with them um, and to do okay. stuff with them and so and that's the challenge with cycling if you want to chase the podium it's super time consuming um, except for uh, the three of you guys <laughs> oh man and maybe um, a few others on the team there is uh, uh chip any other follow-up uh, questions there for for dave yeah i think that um the the one thing that dave has brought into as a mentor to me and and i've been i've been riding with dave for a long time and that is the um schedule and cadence that dave maintains um I have been accustomed to finishing Lodija on a Saturday and writing immigration with Dave on a Monday. And um, brutal. <laughs> that is, that is, part of that, schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that is what, how, um, and so it's, it's a question and a, and more of a comment that, that for cyclists that are figuring out what they're, what they're doing or how to maintain, or if you want to 
be like Dave, the schedule and the cadence of how to um, manage your day, your time, your life, time, cycling life balance is all key into what Dave has accomplished. I agree. 100%. Yeah, man. It's awesome. And it's hard, right? I mean, because I travel a ton. So mm -hmm. I actually have a bike in my office in California. And, you know, I, one of the things I realized was I was seeing people who were good friends, similar to me, who were also traveling. And, um, you know, they got caught up in activities that weren't healthy and uh, kind of destroyed their family. So mm -hmm. one of the things I decided early on was um, I've got to engage when I'm not at home in healthy activities. Cycling's number one. So I shipped a bike to my office and I ride every night when I'm down there. Um, just to keep me occupied, um, not only fitness wise, but to keep me so I don't get distracted from my core values um, and dedication to my family. Mm -hmm. yeah, Dave, um, before we, uh, before I read the, your next piece of advice, I did want to, there's one thing that I thought I think would be interesting to hear from you, which is like, there are very few who I associate with who are intrinsically motivated the way that you are just like whether it's outside or inside motivation, could you explain where it comes from? Like, where does that, where do you feel like the fire comes from with your, with your, whether it's life or in cycling in general? I think it's just because I'm inherently a super competitive person. I hate <laughs> losing at anything, whether it's, you know, ping pong or, or cycling or whatever. And I think once I started tasting victory in races, it just further motivated me to be more disciplined, um, to learn more about nutrition, more about training. And what's interesting, right, is I'm to the point now in my life where it doesn't matter. Um, I'm, for all intents and purposes, I'm kind of past or over the hill with that regard. I mean, I'm still competitive within my my age category, if I were to race Lodajar, other things, but, um, you know, I'm not going to go out and hire a coach. Um, mm. and, and a lot of you guys are doing that. A lot of you guys are hitting your prime. And I think that that's, uh, you know, so valuable because you're learning stuff that didn't exist or wasn't available to me when I was mm. your age and would have been <clears throat> super helpful. And, um, uh, but, you know, kind of like what uh, Greg Lamont says, it, it doesn't get any easier. You just go faster. Everybody's going faster. And, uh, and what I realized was, uh, you know, when I really was kind of in my prime 40, 45, I was riding a lot with Dan Moser and, uh, and that group. And Dan was exact, Dan is exactly 10 years older than me. And Dan was right there, you know, every pedal stroke to mine, if not beating me. And, uh, and he was one of my primary competitors at the time. And I thought, man, I hope I'm as strong as you are when I'm <laughs> 55. And Dan's now 65 and he's still killing it. Or 67 because mm -hmm. I'm 57. So, um, you know, I mean, one is the camaraderie. But um, because I love riding, I love riding. I love riding with friends and I, I love being competitive. So, you know, our group rides oftentimes get a little spicy on the climbs. <laughs> and I love that. But, but who initiates seeing, that, Dave? You do. Yeah, well, right. But here's the thing. <laughs> and I'll bring some profile into this. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I up until a couple of years ago, I was able to hang with all you guys who were, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years younger than me. And that was so motivating for me. 
But now what I'm seeing is um, I'm getting to that point where recovery is harder and age is just catching up to me. So I'm not able to be right there with you guys, which is really hard. And, but you guys are, you guys are taking it to the next level, which is awesome to see. And uh, I'm jealous because I wish I could rewind the clock 15 years and just do it all over again. <laughs> but back to the profile thing. Another thing um, when, when Spence, you and Stu introduced me to profile a couple of years ago, I thought, um, you know, if I always do what I've always done, I'm always going to get what I've always gotten. And I thought I ate a fairly lean and clean diet and, um, but I just couldn't lose any weight. And I thought if I could drop, I don't know, 10 or 15 pounds, I'd be more competitive. So I went on profile and I was religious about it and, um, probably too religious about it. Cause my family really gives me a hard time about it. Um, cause I'd carry my, my little sheet and calorie count every day, but you know nice. what? It worked. I mean, I lost like 16 pounds. And, uh, what I realized was, um, it was, it wasn't that hard to change that lifestyle, but it helped me significantly on the bike because I was lighter and leaner and, and I became faster. And, um, just because I shed so much weight. I remember and that so, transformation, Dave. I remember that, that writing awesome. to you a couple of years ago when you were going through that. I mean, it was, I remember you were, it was, there was a struggle a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was hard, but dude, it was you, hard. You Whatever, dude. So I just stronger, remember, man. I just remember your gear just flapping in the wind, like <laughs> <Yes>. baggy vests. <laughs> yeah, I still have all those clothes and wear them. That's the that's the funny thing. But now, you know, it's funny is I have to work really hard to maintain my goal weight. I'm still eating the profile plan, and I cheat a little bit, but it's it's a real struggle. And I think that's just because I'm older and my metabolism's changing. But what I find is. I may be able to hang with you guys to an extent on the road, but man, we get on Zwift. And I don't know what it is. I just, uh, you guys just destroy me on the big climbs. Well, that's because Jake's you're having weight a bad is 15 day. pounds less than it should be. So don't feel bad. <laughs> Dave, you got a weight dope in there. That's like, that's standard, right? <laughs> yeah, I got to figure that Drop out. Drop it a couple LBs. You'll be good. Just set it at 153, Dave. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to read this next one. I want to keep going. Okay, so his next piece of advice is be inclusive. I'll just read the paragraph. That was a good start. So cycling is a very social sport, whether casual or recovery, an intense training ride or race. But camaraderie is what makes it so much fun. My best friends are when I'm riding with, my best rides are when I'm riding with friends. I also ride alone a lot, which is nearly not as fun. I've also done many races for many years with no, no teammates in my category not nearly as fun. Miduele has become an identity of friendship. Share that love by inviting others to ride if you're not being invited yourself. When my son died, it was cycling buddies who got me back on the bike and shared my grief on 100-mile training rides. I cherish those moments and those friends who've become lifelong. Cycling's therapeutic on many levels, but the greatest therapy is when you're experiencing those wicked fast descents or thigh burning suffer fest climbs next to your buddies. Man, so true, dude. Amen. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's it's a very um, collegial sport. The biggest challenge for me this year has been COVID, because as you guys know, I haven't I haven't participated in any of the group rides. Um, Jeannie's immunosuppressed, so I can't afford to bring anything home to her, and and I even bailed out a load of jaw. And that was so hard 
it was so hard to make that decision. Um, but the highlight for me is when we all join at the mouth of one of the canyons and just mm-hmm. the uh, anticipation of uh, just the camaraderie and, and when the, uh, you know, when the flag goes down and we just start <laughs> to drill it on the climbs. I mean, yep, for yep. me, that, that gets me out of bed in the morning. And uh, whether it's riding with one guy or f- with 15 guys and um, you know, it's uh, th- that's what it's about. And that's why this team is so awesome is because you can join any different group within the team and you'll be welcome and you'll have a great time and you'll laugh and um, yeah, you'll probably get dropped, but um, <laughs> you know, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. You know? And it really has become this identity, thanks to you guys in in building this amazing um, this 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 awesome network that we have. Jake, any thoughts? Any any questions there for Dave? Anything you want to no, share? No, not too much questions, but just a comment. I mean, Dave, I remember when I first joined the team. Um, you know, showing up to those immigration rides in the morning, and this this second point you said of being inclusive is couldn't be more more true. I mean, more spot on. I mean, as a, as a young rider being, I think I was probably in my late twenties and here you are, you know, your late fifties and I'm showing up these rides with these older guys, but you were always inclusive to me and to, and to these younger guys in the team. And I think that kind of set the standard of the bar for me as, as when I first joined is you were that guy that I looked up to and, and, and set the standard for everybody Just set the stage. And, and that's, that, that's carried with me since, since day one. And, and here I am you know, five, six years into the team. And I still, you know, these new guys show up. I try to have that same mentorship. Yeah. Hey, you know, welcome to the team. What's your name? You know, how long have you been riding? Things like that. Because those are some really personal questions that you would ask me or any other new guys that would come on these rides. And so I just want to say thanks. I mean, I, you know, this really touched, touched me, this be inclusive part, because that's totally what you embody. Uh, Dave, but then when, being but then when you hit the switch, but then when you hit the switchback, you just, you dump them. You leave them behind. Oh, <laughs> it's called Dave, Dave calls it t- tough us. love. It is Miguelie is tough love. And that's no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's this. See him go up that. Hold go on. Ahead. Let's see if we can't get a tune out of these old trombones, and then <laughs> right. boom. Going up that west side climb of Emmy Oaks, man. There's nothing better than chasing <laughs> oh. Dave up that. I mean, that is the worst. Emmy Oak Mondays. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's I miss those days. thanks dave you're the man seriously oh thank you chip anything to add no dave uh as always has is a uh i think Stu has mentioned it before and and i think that it is actually outlined i mean i would finish it this way Stu. in when you stated when you shared the uh picture of dave in the yellow jersey um it was the epitome of the yellow jersey um mentor example if there was the if, if there was the name Dwelly in the dictionary dave's face would be uh, <laughs> right next to us yep well, i appreciate that thanks guys That's awesome <laughs> um all right one last let's do one more and then uh we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up as we come in for landing here so dave says savor every ride as if it's your last having the physical capacities to ride on the road mountain or gravel or fat bike is a gift I have taken this gift for advantage much too often. I'm addicted to cycling and become depressed if I don't ride three or four days. I need cycling in my life. However, I've had severely, uh, I have several moderately serious accidents and one serious brush with death. 
We have teammates who've lost their lives while cycling, and this is devastating. Be smart, be cautious, be safe while riding, as you never know when it might be your last time on the bike. By savoring every ride, you live in the moment. And for me, this is also when I slay my dragons, which is critical to my <laughs> mental and physical health. When cycling become drud becomes drudgery, step away until you want it again. So good, dude. Awesome. Good. Thanks. How, how'd you come to that? I mean, how'd you come to this? this piece of advice so you know i always have felt kind of invincible on the bike and i've i've broken my collarbones twice and i've crashed probably 20 times and spent a lot of time in the tub scrubbing out road rash and Ugh. you know and it just uh it just seems part of the plan but i've never had any real serious accidents until a couple of years ago uh as you guys know when i crashed on royal street um Here's, here's a picture of my helmet that still has a rock embedded in the vent because oh, I landed, literally landed on my head and then slammed down on some big boulders. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I had internal bleeding that could have been very, very serious. But I also could have broken my neck. I could have died. It, but I was lucky. But um, we don't have a few teammates who... Uh, you know, who survived like Tony Quinn. I mean, his tragic death, I don't know, it's been quite a while now, but uh, was devastating to me because uh, Tony was a good friend and I rode with him a lot. And then um, Todd Wall most recently died from a cycling accident. He wasn't on our team, but several of us knew him. And so I, you know, I think that um, I love cycling so much in every ride whether it's on the trainer or outside, even if it's raining, which I hate riding in the rain. I mean, look, it beats work, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's a time to kind of escape and uh, think hard and train hard. And uh, so just don't take it for granted because accidents happen or you may have a change in your life circumstance or whatever. And uh, so, you know, let's make the most of every ride and, and squeeze the most out of uh, every day that we can and, and do it with our friends, with each other on the team. And uh, when we can't do that during COVID, it just makes me that much more anxious to get out there mm -hmm. and do it when we can. So, uh, but be careful out there because, um, you know, I've been known to chase semis down parleys and enjoy a nice semi-serve draft. And, <laughs> Yeah, that is not smart. Um, oh you're Jeannie, probably Harley's local Jeannie, legend, Dave. Jeannie's listening, Dave. Yeah, I know, Jeannie. Uh... I'm, ch I'm checking Strava right now. It looks like Dave is the local legend coming down Parley's. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, yeah, don't do that. But, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a total head rush, but don't do that. You know, uh, I think it'd be fun for me. Jake, you've kind of shared your favorite experience with, with Dave, but it was early 2014. Um, he called me. It was, it was, I don't know if you remember this, Dave. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah, I remember. And we were like, oh, it's kind of warm. Dude, up, up big cottonwood we go, me and Dave, boom, 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 boom. And at about mil D, it started to get kind of weird, like cold and whatever. And we looked back down the canyon and it was snowing. <laughs> And Dave took a selfie, like the famous, like me and Dave standing in big comments. And I think it's still on his Instagram, but every time I go to his Instagram and look at it, I'm like, I cannot believe 
that I would go into Big Conway and then get snowed on on Valentine's Day, like right. morning of Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was cold. But, dude, some of my favorite adventures, though. Um, and I think it's just so fun to have a, a friend and mentor that showed those things that hopefully we're, we're kind of like passing on to the other new guys. I love it when a new guy rides with us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you've never done pine canyon road like oh it's really fun like you're gonna yeah. love pine canyon or they're like trying to size up they're sizing up like dave and they're sizing up these older guys and then you just, just see dave him. and them just ride yep. off and get they just bury him dude <laughs> so, so great yeah and then remember? we have guys like then we have guys like jess clapier on the team oh yeah oh well, he weighs like 90 pounds so i mean that's right. that's cool well we probably better bring this in for uh for an ending um chip jake any any final questions or thoughts you know, just, thanks, no, go, ahead, Chip. go ahead, Chip. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. And um, this has been a pleasure. People will really enjoy listening to this. Well, likewise. Thanks, guys. Dave, I appreciate you too, man. This has been uh, a real pleasure for me and always love. I feel like I'm a sponge every time around you, just trying to soak up mm-hmm. everything I can to retain. So moving forward to cycling, just, you know, it can be better like you. So, yeah, I've secured our, our first 200, the 200 first vaccines in the Salt Lake Valley are for the team. So we can all get back together. And ride. <laughs> <Nice>. Yes. <laughs> well, look, I plan on doing this till I'm at least 85. So, uh, yep. yes. You know, keep, the, keep the Strava going. And Go for all here. those, all those listening, subscribe to this uh, podcast. You know, we need to get some oh, subscribers yeah. and so we can keep this listening going, yeah. get more interviews. Yeah. We got to pay Dave for being on. Right. Dave, right. Dave. Profile. Right shakes. on. <laughs> right on guys. All right, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, guys.